Welcome to the Bourbon Boys. You have one Bourbon Boy this week. Uh, <clears throat> I'm riding solo, and I am doing a podcast about something that's near and dear to my heart and won't be the first or the last podcast in this subject. But since there's been so much heat around uh, this particular situation subject right now, I thought I'd go ahead and you know give it a good once over while doing some some drinking, of course. So what we're going to be talking about today is a love of my life, uh, besides my wife and kids, MGP. Uh, right now, there is a plethora of options out there for MGP lovers, especially with older age rise and low rye bourbon. You have the NBC, the National Barrel Company, which was the originator. They came out first with the seven-year-old MGP Rise last year. They're everybody's favorite. Everybody loves them. MGP Rise. You got the new kid on the block, 6th Street from Texas, that is coming on strong with a little bit of an older age, 95.5 Rye when he, when it comes to Rise. And uh, then you've got, you know, Nulu, who has some as well, seven and a half, eight year old Rye as well, 95.5. And then Nulu's got the younger, the younger, uh, low rise as well as good times has some low rise as well. And, uh, Sixth Street also has some bourbon and so does NBC now starting to release some seven and a half, eight year old bourbon. So, and then you've got the mainstays of Smoke Wagon. You got fifth, uh, you got, uh, Smooth Ambler with the five year still. You got OKI coming in back with uh, the new guys in Northern Kentucky with uh, Chad and Jake coming back with OKI. It's going to be six years old this year. And they're releasing, I think, th 30 barrels total. Whereas last year, I think they did like eight. So, needless to say, there's a plethora of options for MGP this year. So a lot of questions surrounding that is, first of all, with all the options, does it start to saturate the market? Yes and no. You're going to have people out there that love MGP that are going to drink it regardless. They're going to seek it out. And then you have the fanboys of individual producers, NDPs, that love the brand, love the people, and stick up for them no matter what such as National Barrel Company, which is where I'm going today with the four drinks I'm going to have. I'm going to taste four different barrels of uh, NBC. Originally, I was going to do my own, the new Mythical we just got, but I was like, that's kind of, you know, I, I really don't want to be that guy that does it there. And we did taste it on one of the uh, round tables or the almonds tables. So I thought I'd move on from that. So we have bourbon. And Malamuse, seven-year-old, uh, seven-year-old, hundred fourteen point six proof, and then I've got pour one out for George, which was one of the originals, a seven-year-old, and then I've got Belling, Bellingham Bourbon Society, the classic that is a seven-year-old, hundred fifteen point four, the pour pour one out for Georgie's hundred fifteen, and then I had the new. I think it's Super 8. It was picked by my buddy uh, Ben Sims up here and another guy, I think, in Texas split this barrel. It's an eight-year-old, 115.6 proof, I think, something like that. 115.66, I believe. 
So yeah, those are going to be the four that I'm going to taste today as I'm talking about MGP as a, as a whole or as a producer. And then add into the, all those other labels that MGP actually has their own labels of Remus and uh, <clears throat> and Rossville, which they've changed the Rossville rise this year to be barrel proof, which was smart on their part. Although I do think it's dumb that they're going with a barley heavy rye instead of their classic 95.5 that everybody loves. But hey, that's their choice. So... I'll go ahead and get into this first sample before we keep talking about the uh, the subject of ham, which is MGP. So this is 114.66 proof. Yep. Seven-year-old. This is one of the earlier ones, I guess, because it's barrel number eight. So that's from the first batch that they did, the first run they did. Lots of oak on this one. Burnt cherries to a certain extent. Baking spices, as per usual. Probably get a lot of that out of these. palate's sort of muted i mean you get a very nice layer of flavor don't get me wrong but there's nothing that like jumps out at you as it's very warm baking spices but very light it's a nice easy drinking whiskey with still that rye baking spice tang to it it's got a nice lingering dryness on the tongue for a seven-year-old which is weird you don't normally get it like that on a uh, seven-year-old whiskey. So back to the subject at hand. Is the market going to be diluted? Well, I think the answer to that is going to be yes and no. Yes, it is going to be diluted because there are going to be a lot of options out there. The problem is going to be with the companies that want to charge more for their products so you even have now you got jepson's that who are the makers of malort uh who have single barrel mgp five six year old stuff that they're selling for you know 40 50 bucks a bottle so you got them and smooth ambler around that 50 year old mark 50 dollar mark <clears throat> for five year old five to six year old stuff and then you got oki which is a little step up which is like 70 bucks i think for six-year-old stuff and then good times is another little step up at 80 something i think cost somewhere in that region uh for that kind of for that for that low rye mgp and sixth street i don't know what they're what they're charging for their bourbon so that's all bourbons the rye game's completely different like these national barrel companies originally were like 100 bucks for seven-year-old stuff and now uh, Six Street's coming out with their stuff, which I think is going to be uh, under 100. Uh, who else is doing rye? There's another dude up at James uh, Saunders up in the New England area that has some rye. He's doing it a little cheaper. So that's what's going to start differentiating these companies. But the people like NBC have a very rabbit fan base who love them 
a lot of it's going to be national based. Makes sense. It's in their own town. And believe me, I'm very supportive of NBC because I have bought three barrels from them. And I, those guys are great. Casey, Hines, and James are all great people. Fun hang. They know what they're talking about when it comes to whiskey. And they're doing, it, they're doing a good job. They got a good presentation. They got a good experience. Everything top notch. Now, New Lou. Uh, I like Chaz or Chase. I think he's a good dude. And the situation they had going, going up there is really cool, too. I think that a lot of times they try to, since they've come into the rye, a lot of people are trying to compare them to Nashville Barrel Company and the, the same stuff. Well, stop short and say it's the same mash bill. It's not necessarily, it's not the same run necessarily, not the same day it was distilled. I mean, there are a lot of factors that can change shit. Uh, the grain that was used that day. I mean, there's so much stuff, but it's all single barrels. That's what it comes down to. That's what we're talking about here. It's all single barrels they're doing. So you could find a Nashville Barrel Company single barrel that's freaking amazing, pay what they're charging, or you could go to Saunders, find one that's amazing, pay what he's charging. It's it's all It all comes down to the people who are picking the barrels and do you trust their palate enough to pay what they're asking for? Now, is the market going to be saturated with too much? No, I don't think you're ever going to have too much uh, MVP because there's too many people that love it. Now, what it could start happening is you could start seeing a pricing war where people have to start bringing the pricing down, but I don't know if that's going to happen because they're sort of set on it and they think they're worth what they're worth. But then you got other people that come in with a lower price. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I think some people are going to have to start adjusting their prices because they're way too high in comparison to other people that are coming out with a similar product. It may not be the same. The packaging may not be the same. Perceived value might not be the same through the packaging, but at the end of the day, it's a similar liquid for half the price. So you've got to start examining where you're going to go. When you're the only person doing it, you you set the price. But when other people come into the game and undercut you, you have to decide if you're going to say, I'm a premium product, I'm going to stay where I am, or I'm going to lower it. So we'll see what happens with the people that start out doing it. And I hope they, everybody, I hope everybody has success, honestly. Everybody that I know and I've met doing these uh, picks and talking to them are really good people. And I think a lot of people have started to make a niche for themselves. Good Times has a niche and doing a lot of finishes of some younger weed whiskeys. They got peach, they got pear, they got cherry. They got, it's like a moonshine company for finished whiskey. It's crazy. And when people ask me about it, I'm like, oh, you got a couple of good old boys down in Kentucky, just a couple of uh, a crate, a couple of shipping containers full of barrels. That's what it amounts to. Both good dudes, Jimmy and Nick, both good dudes. But they're just, it's not the same. It's not the same situation as people like Nashville, who has the overhead of Nashville. They got to pay for the location. They got to pay. They're building a distillery. They got to pay for that. And then you got the discussion that comes down of, well, whose head does it fall on to pay for that? 
Is it on the customer or is it on them for growing that fast? You're going to find people that find things on both sides of the uh, the aisle. I don't mind paying a little bit more for, for a, a company that I believe in and thinks good. Like Smooth Ambler. I love Smooth Ambler. When they start raising their prices on their MGP, their older stuff, I was more willing to pay that. Now, cut to today, when you have OKI bringing out $200 bottle, well, not OKI, sorry, New Riff, which is basically some leftover OKI bottle barrels. And then people call it OKI barrels because it, that's where they was the run it was from. It's what they had left over. They decided to do a batch of about 900 bottles of 15-year-old whiskey and charge $200 a bottle. To me, I think that's nuts. I would never pay $200 for a batch whiskey, 15-year-old, even if it's MGP, even if it's okay, I don't care. But you got the other side of the coin where some of it goes to charity. How much is going? Who knows? Who's keeping track of that? Who knows? And I'm not saying that OKI is going to rip people off or they're falsifying anything. I'm not saying that. I don't know. But what I do know is $200 for that whiskey is too much on its own merits. So you have to add something else into it. So why not add a charity aspect? And they sold out in minutes. If not seconds. It may have been under a minute. I don't know. They did it all online and it was gone. Which to me, I think is nuts. I didn't get one. I won't get one. And now they're selling and trading on the secondary market for almost $1,000. So is $200 crazy? To me, it is. Apparently to others, it isn't. That's when you get into prices. Secondary value is relative to the money you have to spend. $200 to me means a lot more than it means to some other people. So that's a whole other podcast to go down. Let's move on to the second pour. I'm only, I'm here yammering on for 10 minutes. So this one's pour one out for Georgie. It was for a uh, dude down in uh, Kentucky or down in uh, Tennessee. His son has an ailment. BS and bourbon podcast, I think. And then dad's drinking bourbon, jumped in with him. This is one of the first ones I got. Yeah, nice yellow and uh, red wax. I think that was something to do with the uh, disease this, the child had. It's a little baby. I can't, was it? Uh, wish I could remember what it was he had. It was a uh, developmental disease, I think. And it's interesting to see how much char is still in these bottles, which is crazy. I don't think they chill filter it. I don't see on the bottle, but a cast strength, I would say, for an NDP like them, that would make sense not to. My nose is a little jacked up. My sinuses are, <clears throat> my allergies are all over the place right now. I'll be completely honest. I, first time I opened this one, I did not care for it. 
and it's been open since I got it last year with no pores taken out of it. Neck pores, right? <laughs> Another topic discussed on the uh, Amon's table. Really interesting stuff. That was not light. That one just hit me in the back of the throat. That's what she said. <clears throat> that was strong. 115 proof. Cleaned my nostrils out. I didn't get a ton of flavor from it, though. It's just really strong. Hope y'all didn't catch it. I'll have to check and see if I get that. Cut that out tomorrow. Sorry, I had to uh, take a minor break to take a drink of water man that's strong <sighs> very oily and I gotta say I still don't really care for it there isn't a whole lot with it it's just very strong a lot of heat get a little bit of baking spice but it's not really it doesn't really do anything for me I hate to say that about Georgie's pour and uh it's just really hot man and almost overpowers anything you're able to taste out of it that's unfortunate <clears throat> jeez jeez man allergies Ooh. Pour too much of that one. I think it's oily as hell, though, man. The legs are crazy on that, which makes sense why it's so hot. A lot of barrel tanning in that. sitting on the floor so my legs are falling asleep you only sit my age you can only sit this this way so long before your feet fall asleep Indian style right alright next up is going to be Bellingham I'm going to do this one and then I'll talk for another minute and then I'll do the last one my boy Ira wanted me to wanted to know my notes on this one he did the sticker. Sticker's awesome. We talked a lot about stickers and perceived value on Mons yesterday. We recorded two of those. Looking forward to those two coming out. I almost want to just release them and not even wait. Man, it's so they're so good. Get a bunch of drunk people together in a room. It's finally be it's finally nice to be able to do that again. Especially when you're face to face, you tend to get a lot more out of people when you do that. <clears throat> 
I'm a lot better at running running conversations when I can feed off of people's faces and emotions. Man, this cork is tight. That's for this one. All right, this one is another seven-year, barrel 84, 115.4 proof. And this was done by a group out in uh, Pacific North, excuse me, Pacific Northwest, Bellingham. Let's read what their sicker says. Are you tired of rye whiskey made for the white claw drinkers? Missing that bold flavor. Long lasting finish. Then you need the classic. Experience the unmistakable MGP Rye profile at its best. It's what your taste buds have been missing. <clears throat> I don't know about that, but I know my nostrils have been missing oxygen for the past week. All right. Nose is a little fruitier, a little less tanning than the first two. This one's oily too. I do notice that about NBC <clears throat> barrels. They are very oily. I don't know if it's the batches of barrels they got. MGP was using in that set or what, but hmm. I could sit with that one. There's some burnt sugar on that. Which is not normal for a rye. <sighs> it's like somebody baked the pie, but they burnt the sugar on the top. <sighs> it's not bad. I think it's better than it's better than the first two I had. <laughs> Still not my. It's not my flavor profile though. I like a fruitier, more complex rye. I'm not sure I'd call this complex. At least not. This is first open, so we'll see what happens when it opens up a little bit. I probably should have opened it yesterday just to give it some time. A fair assessment. Probably could help if I could smell, too. Okay, I could smell. Hmm. Getting that same baking, that same burnt sugar on the nose, too. Hmm. And I gotta say, haven't been in this game for a while now and a lover of MGP the whole time. It's actually good to see all these people come in and there's a plethora of 
competition now. It's not just a few people. I mean, you got Smoke Wagon with the older age stuff, or they had some of the older age stuff. They don't really anymore. The Sixth Street has some of the older age stuff. It's just funny to see people come out with 11 and 12 year old now. People lose their minds for it. I'm definitely going to have to do some editing on this one. My sinuses are killing me. The nose on this one's different. Well, apple or baking spice too. These are all very similar, which probably makes it hard. It makes it hard for me to discern. This is an eight-year-old, but I mean, the difference is probably negligible. It's probably like six months between most of these because they were bottled last year versus this year, not the same time. Because this, the last, the first run they did was in the summer this past year, and now they're doing this one in the winter. So they're probably like seven and a half years when they did it last year. So you're looking at like six more months in the barrel in Nashville, potentially. See, I didn't care for this one the first time I had some, but definitely the second pour is better. It opened up a little bit, in my opinion. You can go down the uh, does it open up track with many Texas people who like to have their own opinions on the subject as scientific as they think they are. But to my palate, I didn't like it the first time, and I do like it this time. Now, did my palate change in three days? Probably not. But... This is much softer now. You get a little bit more of that rye spice, but it's got a little fruit behind it. It's got a little soft ending of the palate. It's not punching your fucking taste buds like a couple of the other ones did. So that would definitely that would definitely be my tops from these. Probably Bellingham second, the Malamars third. Pour one out for Georgie. I love you, Georgie, but that thing was hot as hell. And that's been over forever. So maybe I need to take it out of the basement. Uh, probably said about all I can about MGP and we're at 26 minutes in. So if you got any questions, feel free to reach out to me at Bourbon Boys. Uh, if you need any swag, www.giftsonglass.net. Talk to my boy Tom. Uh, I'll probably have a round of shirts coming back out again. So if anybody wants any shirts, reach out to me. All right. Until next time, enjoy your port. Enjoy your family. <laughs>